0: Well, hello Stoners, welcome to Mutually Codependent with Adam and Jen And I am Jen I'm Adam Welcome to today's show Welcome to episode 30 guys 30
1: episodes 30 Hot damn Yeah yeah. That's 30 weeks
0: 30 weeks Yep, we've been doing this for over half a year Seems It's been fun, it's something I, I thoroughly look forward to doing every week
1: Same his coffin. Well, I was trying to get get H- in on this uh, like on this <coughs> Night Queen. <laughs> first smoke of the day is always a little harsh. Um Night Queen is a strain of the show this week. Um This is my first time trying it, so I'm kind of doing a little tasty poo. Um That's a weird thing to say. A tasty poo.
0: Yeah, that was
1: I probably shouldn't say that again. No. <clears throat> we'll cut it out. We've never cut out anything The the past Two episodes have literally been like Do we want to put the sponsor thing Well we don't even currently have a website to point people to So Yes I'm being lazy (laughs) But I also want to point out that we literally Our website's down and has been And we are uh, working on that. Yeah, we're moving moving into a new website called findyourhem.com. We
0: broke up with the old one. Well, we're just trying
1: to not be regional anymore because nobody knows what syntax means if they're not from central Texas. So I'm sure there are people who listen to this that don't know what syntax means.
0: Hey, so what are we smoking?
1: We are smoking Night Queen. Now that I can talk again, Uh, 25.6% THCA, which is a lot. Um, we do have some that push 30, but the 25 is plenty. Anything over 20, I feel like. It's very tasty. It does taste good. Um, I it like is, it. I'm just reading the notes here. It's, uh, it is considered more indica leaning. It's very relaxing with a lot of body relaxation and mood elevation. <clears throat> Myrcene being the top, uh, top terpene. Myrcene is also found in mangoes. Um, so this is one of those potentially problematic strains for some people if they're allergic to myrcene, but um, (laughs) it's pretty rare.
0: On Leafly, it's stated that it is one of the best uh, medical marijuana strains for people with things like um, ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, multiple sclerosis, muscular dystrophy, Um, any people that are in like pretty much like severe constant body pain um, because it's apparently really relaxes your nerves and
1: we're about to find out
0: yeah it's supposed to have a lot of body relaxation and it's cool. supposed to make you feel like super happy
1: man that Which, sounds like yeah the perfect thing for my blood pressure
0: yeah seriously
1: i'm
0: don't, I don't. <laughs> just kidding you i'm not said sure it. if that was supposed to be <laughs> you insulting said it. I'm right. just, like i'm gonna leave that there come on <laughs> you know me better than that
1: <laughs> that's what she said i don't know why he does know me
0: pretty well yeah
1: <laughs> so, uh, Night Queen.
0: I like it. It's uh, The taste is good. It's yeah. smooth. Um, but, yeah.
1: I usually like really bright flavored strains with a lot of like limonene and li- like the, the more citrusy. Uh, like <clears throat> Blue Dream and Pineapple are some of my favorites. I like this I one like a Blue lot, Dream. though. I like Blue Dream. I do. I like it. What was another one we had recently that really... Um The Granddaddy Purple that we have right now is was really good. Really good, but not typically not the kind of good that I typically like.
0: If Um, that makes sense. I can't remember which strain we had that we really, really liked recently. We have so many of them. Um we have
1: too many, but uh Yeah. We literally haven't even been able to we've got thirty episodes. I do like Sex
0: Panther a lot. Sex
1: Panther. It's one of my
0: favorites. Yeah. Says Sativa. It it gets the job done. You're ready to go. Green Crack is great too. I love Green Crack. Um but I don't know. I can't remember what it is that we really liked.
1: Yeah. I don't know. We have a lot of them. Um we yeah. we recently put up menus in each of our stores, which was a whole thing.
0: Digital menus.
1: Yeah, we I basically just bought some Black Friday smart TVs and then uh, we're air playing from an ipad to show a presentation <clears throat> which is our menu so it's kind of weird but I'm pretty excited about that but my point in that was we're running out of spaces on the menu yeah for it it's a freaking what 50 60 inch tv or something i don't yeah. remember and uh, I'm like, damn, I think we got enough options. We, uh, <clears throat> we've had a lot. We've had 30 shows, and I, I think we might have redone one strain.
0: One or two, maybe. Not much. Has so it, just the hasn't fact been that we've many.
1: Had, just the fact that we've had over 25. Easy, right? Like over yeah. 25 different strains on the show, I think, has been pretty exciting.
0: I mean, and in Vegas, we were high, but we weren't smoking while we recorded. <clears throat> we went outside and smoked.
1: Yeah, we couldn't do it in the. Well, I had that rosin vape though, the apple fritter That's rosin. That's what we use. We apple using. rosin. <clears throat> yeah, the rosin
0: <clears throat> apple fritter. Honestly,
1: vape. even after I got home, I still have half of that thing somewhere.
0: I don't know where I it's just, at. I
1: never finished it because our vapes that we sell, I like them better than this freaking. I I spent it. I spent over eighty dollars on that because it was sixty dollars plus taxes.
0: Yeah, it was expensive. It was an expensive for a half, half gram. gram cart. It was good. I mean. It yeah, I would have great. been excited
1: for somebody if they showed it to me, saying they made it. Like, good for you, but yeah. I don't think it was worth what we spent <laughs> on it. But honestly, we also went to a very touristy kind of, um,
0: Happy Valley or not Happy Valley? That's Boston, um, Massachusetts. I was thinking, what was it, Planet Twenty, Planet plan- Thirteen? 13? Yeah,
1: I don't know if that's where did that's I think where we, we got, got the vape. Is it okay? <laughs> and that place was ginormous. It had like what a hundred registers. Something yeah, and stupid. you had to, like,
0: take a number.
1: <laughs> it's like a goddamn deli counter. No, it, it was actually organized really well. Honestly, if they have that much need for it, then mm. it, we were in and out in a reasonable and amount of time. when it's insanely
0: fucking busy, like, we went on, like, a Tuesday night.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, there a Friday
0: night at 8 p.m. Like I can't imagine how opened. fucking busy
1: it is. Yeah, eight, probably, maybe, between five and eight people were working, which is still a lot. That for, we saw. Like, for me, like, in our compared to our store. We don't have five employees at at any location at any given time, but we only have one register, too. My
0: friend Hillary's tried to get a job at a dispensary, (laughs) and they literally tell her she's overqualified.
1: (laughs) Well, isn't that a good thing? Like, if you want the job, you want the job. That's what
0: she was like, but what? But I don't know. Anywho... um, but speaking of other states and their legality, um, one of the things we want to talk about today on this episode is we're going to talk about. Um, I heard a rumor, which if you've been listening for a while, you've probably heard other episodes where we talked about a rumor that about a rumor about one of us, um, and we tell if it was a rumor, if it wasn't a rumor, and if it's true, what really happened. Um, but we're also going to talk about some cannabis laws because I came across an article today. It actually was published in this past december um and it's about Texas and crossing the border from New Mexico and Colorado back in with legal so when you're visiting in New Mexico or Colorado, if you drive and then you go to a dispensary and you pile but you buy whatever you can, and then you're driving back over the Texas border with it. That is considered drug trafficking. It doesn't matter if you have a vape on you. It doesn't matter if you have one pre roll, an eighth, a pack of gummies. It doesn't matter. If you purchase that in another state, and this goes with flying too, like it is considered drug trafficking in Texas. If you are in Texas, stop doing it because they're literally setting up borders. Border stations—they're setting up parole-like stations that people are having to drive through, thinking that making them think it's a border check for,
1: like immigration for, for or immigration
0: something. and stuff. And it is actually—they are just pulling over random people and searching their cars. They're like, "Where are you coming back from?" "Oh, well, I was in New Mexico." "Well, why were you in New Mexico?" And if you're the not weed. if you're not stating business from what the article stated they're going to search your car. They've put many people in jail for it already. They're not just writing tickets. Wow. They're actually they're actually giving people misdemeanors and felonies because and I, if you have more than anything that's considered 2 ounces or so many milligrams Even if it's 2
1: ounces of a cake. If yes. you have a 2 ounce cake that happens to have 1 milligram of delta 9 in it, that is 12 ounces or two, whatever, Yeah. if you have a two-ounce cake, then that is two ounces of illegal product, and you yep. will be sentenced based on the total amount of weight, not how much is in it.
0: They are not just talking about flour anymore. They're talking about you have two ounces of weed gummies.
1: It's never been about flour, Jen. It's, well, I it's understand that, but, total but a, so a lot of people believe made, that
0: because when they hear the ounce thing.
1: Yeah, Which so the only <clears throat> thing that they— so, <clears throat> The, the district attorney or the, the general, attorney general, they decided we're not going to be prosecuting anything under a felony. And the felony point for, for weight is two ounces mm-hmm. for flour uh, or anything else, excluding vapes. Any amount of concentrate is a felony. Period. Yes. Any amount any amount. So, if you are coming back into the state of Texas and even if you bought your vape here, you've got to be able to prove that you didn't buy that somewhere else. Like I I mean and and for context here, Ken Paxton recently sued, like in the past couple of weeks, has filed lawsuits suing I think it's 5 metros in Texas, metropolitan areas. Yes. In Texas, That have decriminalized cannabis including austin yes so i know that you feel like you're safe because your local area has decriminalized that does not keep the state from coming in it just doesn't and in fact they are trying to say that the cities and the municipalities that have created these orders have done it unconstitutionally even that's what they're going to have to defend so it may, while everybody's hoping and praying for more legality in Texas, I'm telling you, every indication says that they're only going to make it harder over the next few years. Uh-
0: Absolutely period. 100% like, like
1: It's not going to get any better than right now And and I don't make any more or less money uh, You know I would assume that I could find a way to make more money if it was legal So I'm not even trying to keep it this way Like I know a lot of people in the industry will express opinions And it'll be based on the fact that they won't be successful if certain things happen I am confident in my level of success regardless of the laws over the next five years And what I'm telling you is they're not going to get any better um, and I think they'll they're probably gonna get, gonna get worse, yeah. Uh, so, <clears throat> I know a lot of people that uh, will go to other states and bring back product. It is not okay to do that anymore, it's not okay uh, at, at any level. Um,
0: like, so if you're flying, for example, the, the article I read, which it is, um, they actually talked about that, like with TSA, with the laws with TSA. So, if you're flying back from a legal state to a non-legal state. That TSA is 95% of the time if you are if you just had like a little bit with you or it was like a vape you forgot to throw away or something of that nature, like they would just um they'll just have you they'll just confiscate it and they'll throw it away. That's it and they let you go on your way. They don't arrest you, you don't get taken out of line. There's it's nothing like that. But when the other when you're flying out of a non-legal state to a legal state or to wherever you're going, they can arrest you because you're not in a legal state. And I know the federal law states 0.3% down to 9 THC, but the thing is is our our laws, our cannabis laws, are so incredibly flawed that it's just. Please don't take a chance.
1: Yeah, there's no like, reason. It's just no
0: reason, and I'm and I'm guilty of it. I've done it.
1: Well, and and you know we we took calculated risks doing yeah. that. Um, <clears throat> to be honest, TSA the the individuals of TSA typically don't give a shit about drugs. That's not why they're there. They're there for safety. And unless we're talking about, like, finding the guy with a whole bunch of, you know, condoms of coke in his butt, that's—I don't even know if people do that anymore, but probably—that's um, that's different than just having uh, a vape in your bag, which, you know, I get that. and And that's very different things. But if they're going to change the way that they're— dealing with stuff, then just be on the safe side. There's no yeah. reason to, to to break the law. We I feel like we've done a lot in Texas in the cannabis industry, and we've done our very best to not break any laws as a company, and we just try to live that way ourselves, too. The last thing we need as owners <laughs> of a cannabis company is some kind of drug charges. Like, seriously, that would be you know really detrimental and in a lot of cases the only people who are allowed to own companies or even manage companies that deal with cannabis are uh because of actually an act that they're trying to get removed um they're not allowed to uh work in the cannabis industry if they have a prior drug charge um and that is actually based on i think we even talked about it um
0: That was not true for the state of New York. Oh, yeah? No, actually, some of the first people to receive recreational licenses were part of a program that they were former felons Mm. for dealing marijuana. And the state let them go, and they were able to get the funds to get the licensing and get everything going. And the governor allowed them to become some of the first people with recreational licenses because he knew that they understood the risk and the product.
1: They're going to understand the product better than anybody. And I do see both sides of this argument. But I think that just because somebody was good enough at something before it was legal, um, they shouldn't be punished for being able to take advantage of it being legal now. No. Um, But (coughs) I also understand that, hey, this is a pretty high-risk area. We only want to bring in people that have shown to, to... follow the law so Mm -hmm. i I understand that side of the argument too so you know some people would argue them being drug dealers they're more likely to to break the law in the future and that's probably true to be honest but if you're giving these people uh you know giving them a way to actually use the skills that they already have to make a viable legal income then that's what you should be doing you should be supporting people who are doing that yeah um
0: and from what i understand is it was only a handful um, of people that were chosen and those that were chosen actually are working on like le- Legislations and they've like they've been a part like they've been out of prison for ten plus years And they've been a part of like legalizing cannabis. They've been a part of the movement They haven't been in any more trouble like they've been stand-up citizens since they were released and um, and I've talked about it on the podcast before since we've been at MJ BizCon, all the people that the different companies we met and organizations that are working on getting people out of prison for nonviolent marijuana-related offenses. Free Her is working on specifically females and minorities, um, you know, so that's that's the one that I'm supporting. I really, <clears throat> I mean, two of the women there that I met, one- um, did nine years in Rhode Island because she had a roach in her coat pocket. <clears throat> um, and it wasn't even her jacket. She, it was like her French jacket and she just threw it on. Something happened. I don't, it was like an absolutely insane story, but she got eight years in prison. She ended up only serving four because she was well-behaved and she had kids. But like, it, come on. They gave her four years in prison? Four years for a roach? Four
1: years for a roach in somebody else's fucking pocket.
0: Like, that's, that's asinine. There are so many more people that need to be in prison. Like There are
1: thousands of examples of things just as obnoxious as what yeah. what, what you're describing.
0: Absolutely. And it's, it's asinine, and it's ridiculous that we're not putting actual criminals in jail, in prison. Like, child abusers.
1: Yeah, and we're not saying drug traffickers shouldn't be put in jail.
0: No, I'm not saying that
1: at all. But our Our exception to that obviously is marijuana because we know how safe it is you know we know that it should be i mean it's only it's only been illegal a very tiny amount of his existence yeah <coughs> of is its existence
0: yeah exactly it's not like an it, you know it's not it's not dangerous and <laughs> no. that's, that's the thing is i don't I don't think so So many people don't realize that, and there are dangerous drugs, though. There's a lot of fucking dangerous drugs. Everybody knows that, but marijuana is not dangerous, and it's not really a drug. It's a plant. It does make you intoxicated, but a lot of things can make you intoxicated.
1: I've had this argument with a person who was like, well, I think if it's natural, it should be legal. And I was like, okay, well, there are a lot of natural things that are pretty dangerous. Yeah. So I was like, what about heroin? Like, that comes from a poppy. And he goes, well, I think the unadulterated ooze that comes out of the poppy flower, mm-hmm. uh, because that's what you harvest.
0: Right. I watched you, say
1: yeah, he said uh yeah, I guess it's it's That's the only way I know. I yeah, I'm, I'm I knew before, but yeah, basically as the flower is at a specific stage, um if you use a razor to cut the 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 shell of it, if you will, <coughs> the outside of the bud, then what it oozes contains a whole bunch of opium. And I was like, "I don't do you really think that should be legal?" and he said, "Yes." I agree. That Product right there, exactly as it comes from the plant. Yeah,
0: let it be legal. legal. Who gives a shit?
1: He's like, that is so. He's like, you have to concentrate it to really make it dangerous. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? That's kind of a good point. Mm -hmm. You know, because if they were taking THC and going from, you know, like a typical eighth is going to have what, maybe 800 milligrams of THC in it. And if you're giving that much in a single dose, then I could see how that could be considered dangerous. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. Yeah. <clears throat> so concentrating it more um, would be, you know, could potentially be dangerous, which we know with the example of marijuana or THC specifically that you have to have a lot for it to become dangerous. Like, as in, like, thousand milligrams per kilogram of your own weight. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about like ridiculous amounts. Like, they literally, the study that I'm referring to had. M- two or three deaths and it was because of complications with their methods not because of the thc right because they were choking on the hoses that they used to force feed them the concentrate because it was so much that they had to force feed these things so, that's
0: disgusting yeah and cruel
1: <clears throat> absolutely but what the fuck it's kind of got to be done.
0: I know. I just don't like it. It's kind of got to be done hurt.
1: and I don't imagine that anybody who worked on that was like, yeah, kill the dogs. You know, they were just <laughs> like we want to know what, you know, what the danger levels are potentially for humans. So there was dogs and monkeys and rats. Yeah. uh in the study. And they they did prove that you could consume an amount of THC that would become dangerous to your organs and cause organ failure. But they were such exaggerated numbers that it's it would be really difficult for a person to do that intentionally, let alone accidentally. Right on. Um,
0: <laughs> Why are you laughing at me?
1: Just Right on. It would be like eating a <laughs> hundred... I'm I'm kind of guess like guesstimating here, but I would imagine it's gonna be similar to eating about a hundred jars of our gummies all in one sitting. Ew. <laughs> I'd throw up. That's yeah, that's three thousand gummies. Oh. You know, like that's that's how much you would have to eat.
0: <clears throat> that sounds like you go into a diabetic coma. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't know about that. I don't know if they still do the condoms with drugs up the butt thing. I've been thinking about that since you talked <laughs> I think about it's it. It's
1: balloons, not condoms.
0: Whatever it is. Um, yeah. but I do know that people who traffic like jewels and things of that nature, they actually will open a person's side, like their stomach and they build a little pocket in there. And so they'll <laughs> put them in that pocket and then zip them sew them back up. And then that's, and then they'll open it when they get off the plane, pull it out, zip it back up, and then you're done for about a week. Just enough to heal. Usually you have a pocket on each side. Isn't that fucking weird? I just found that out yesterday watching Law and Order Organized Crime.
1: That's pretty gross.
0: And I Googled it to see if it was true because I was like, what the actual fuck? And it is.
1: That's some desperate people.
0: And it's usually people from the Middle East who are trying to come over here to escape.
1: The what? people who told them to do that.
0: Well, yeah, and then they get into like they owe somebody money for trying to get here, and that's how they get paid back. What the fuck?
1: That's crazy.
0: Yeah, it's really sad. I, our world's a really fucked up place. It makes me, it makes me sad some days. I, yeah, I don't like thinking about it actually. But yeah, so please don't traffic drugs or just.
1: Yeah, just watch out for it. Like, I don't mean, say if you're we didn't warn you. To,
0: just be careful, man. Get a smell-proof box or something, a bag.
1: But there's nothing you can get in a, a legal state that I can't send you.
0: True. It's pretty... well Like, I mean, pretty
1: much, depending on where you live and yeah. your, your state's laws.
0: I'm sure there are some things <sighs> that we don't have, like cotton candy, but we're working on that.
1: Well, I don't mean a specific product. Obviously, that's going to be difficult, but yeah. I mean, like... You want edibles? We got lots of options. You know, you want well, not we. We got gummies, basically, a little a couple things, candy, but not much. But yeah, so like we. I don't may think not... we have any candy anymore.
0: Really? No. We had
1: caramels and.
0: Oh, uh... we do have caramels, but we don't have any like chocolates or. Yeah, we used to have Pop Rocks.
1: Oh, I loved the Pop Rocks. <laughs> yeah, but those Pop Rocks were made with like a uh, synthetic stuff that ended up being illegal.
0: Uh, it wasn't really. He explained to me what it was. Oh. It was just a marketing thing, but that's why they took it off the their website, why they quit producing them, because they said it had THCO in it, and it actually didn't have THCO.
1: Well, maybe they shouldn't have labeled it something it wasn't.
0: Well, they were just trying to market it, because that was the new hotness.
1: Well, that's why you don't do that.
0: Yeah. Just don't do
1: that. That's why we don't do that anyway. Yeah, it's dumb. Don't. So, this Night Queen, how are you feeling? We're, I feel we're... good. 20 minutes in 25 minutes in
0: i feel pretty solid yeah
1: i, I don't feel very high at all but really? i also haven't smoked much of it so i was just reminding myself that i should probably do a little more i don't feel
0: super duper high but i feel good i feel relaxed so that's cool yeah you know i, I like that boom 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 i
1: was just tasting i was Trying a little more. Trying a little more. It's um I do like the flavor. It's got a little little more <coughs> harshness than I can handle, but I <coughs> I'm a coffer. <coughs> Way more than I wish I would, because it just sucks.
0: Yeah. <coughs> it's no
1: fun. So I heard a rumor. Uh huh. I used to. I I heard that you used to get in trouble for being drunk and disorderly all the time.
0: Not all the time.
1: Just some other time.
0: Well, there's a couple.
1: A couple. (coughs) So, so
0: instances. It's not a
1: rumor. Is that? It's not (coughs) a rumor. Okay. So this is a story I haven't actually heard. So.
0: Uh yeah, I don't think I've ever told this one.
1: Like never in your (laughs) life, you've never told a single person.
0: Uh, maybe like one person after it happened.
1: Who? Why did they get to know before me?
0: Um, I don't know. Probably because they were th- like, uh, it was probably somebody else at work. To be honest, because it has to do with <gasps> where I worked. So, one night at about, well, we had. I used to work at a restaurant called Carabas. Is what I lived in Virginia. Um, this was years ago, like twenty two thousand six, two thousand seven um It was like 2007, and we we closed up. We were done at like midnight. We went next door to, so there was two, there was a, two parking lots that were shared, and like it was behind the restaurants, kind of and a little bit to the side. And there was very few parking spaces out in front of the restaurants, just handicaps. And then um the restaurants were separate: Carrabba's and then Cheeseburger in Paradise, which was a Jimmy Buffett restaurant, and. Um, but they were separate like each owned by different people and we went over there we would go over there and drink all the time cuz we knew the bartenders and so we were over there drinking and then the owner or of our our proprietor of our carabas um i won't say his scott <laughs> i loved scott he was so sweet we used to call him mario cuz he looked just like mario and then when he would get mad we would call him mario <laughs> because you get all angry sometimes.
1: So not only did you change your mind about identifying this person, but you also decided you were going to talk shit right off the bat.
0: Oh no, I loved Scott. He was awesome. Oh, okay. No, I adored him. He he was <sighs> he was there for me in a really hard time in my life um when I was dealing with a lot of shit. He he made sure I was always okay. Um I worked for him for years. But actually so we we all were drinking at, at cheeseburger in paradise so it was like me two of the other bartenders I was a bartender two bartenders our kitchen manager our proprietor our like front of the house manager and then our person who is closing our server who was the head server for the night so they closed and then they counted everybody's money and cashed them out Um, so there was I don't know three five six seven there's like eight of us so we were all drinking over there and then we were done and I was like oh I was like I don't I was like I was like I should go home soon and Scott goes no 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 he's like let's go back in he's or he's like go wait for me by the catering truck which was behind this the restaurant in the back parking lot Hmm. He and Silva goes. Yeah, I got a key on my keychain, and she was our front of the house manager. And so she opens the door, and we all climb in. And there's like little benches. It's like a bakery truck, kind of. It's a big truck, and so we're all sitting down. And Scott comes out with plastic cups and tequila and whiskey. Oh, dang! And vodka. And was like, let's do shots.
1: Why was he sad?
0: No, that was just that was just Scott. a Thursday. <laughs> like a Wednesday I think oh, actually okay. it was no it was like a weekend because they weren't normally open that late Um it was a weekend but so, so he
1: owns the restaurant of the parking lot that you're sitting in uh-huh. but instead of drinking inside it's let's drink out by the trash can <laughs> no you're in the in truck, the catering truck. <laughs>
0: you're in the catering truck oh so so it was
1: like a cool kind of it was kind of like camping like it's like really inconvenient on purpose yeah okay
0: so okay. So anyways, we we're on the truck drinking. I don't know why we we're in the truck drinking, but yeah, that we were on the truck drinking. And so we're doing shots and about an hour and a half goes by and we're laughing and then we hear cars pull up. Uh-oh. And he goes, Oh shit. And then we hear, knock, 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 knock. And so he slides open one of the doors and he goes, Yes, officer. And he goes, What in the hell is going on here? He said people called saying that there's a party being thrown in this truck. He's like, it's 3.30 in the morning. And here's my question. Who in the fuck called the police? Because if you are listening to this and you know where the Newport News, Virginia carabas is, please tell me who called the police. If everyone at Cheeseburger in Paradise was gone, there was no other building within half a mile. No houses within two miles.
1: Who didn't get invited
0: to the party? That's what we started to wonder. Right? (laughs) Who didn't get invited to our party? May have been the dishwasher. But (laughs) no, I'm kidding. But we don't know. It was weird. So we were like, who? And he was like, yeah, somebody reported a party happening in this truck. It's 3.30 in the morning. He was like, you guys can't have an open alcohol container in a vehicle. And so our head server, who's going through police school at the same time, like police academy at the same time hops up and he goes, actually, the vehicle has to have keys in the ignition and it has to be out and has to be turned on. He goes, which this there's no keys in the ignition. He's like, and there's no he's like, and it's not turned on.
1: Yeah, this is where we store the vehicle.
0: Yeah, we're like, Scott's like, yeah, we're just drinking. He's like, we didn't want to get he's like, they're cleaning. they were cleaning on the inside. I don't oh. want to. That's what it was. They were that makes cleaning. Sense. They, we didn't want to get it dirty. Well that and he said I wants Silva to throw up on the carpet. He said That's she was a puker. Anyway, so um bitch. I'm just kidding. I don't know if that's what it was. But, um, I, I, just totally, the I
1: totally made that up. Totally made that it's up. not even a real person. <laughs>
0: no, she is. She oh, was well, she was baby. wonderful and beautiful and a sweet, sweet, wonderful angel. That puked um, a lot, apparently. She did throw up sometimes, but she was one of the <laughs> sweetest sometimes. people. Um <clears throat> anyways, so uh yeah. And so the police come out and they're like, okay, they're like, Cool, can any of you drive right now? And we were like, No. <laughs> so you know so we all kind of we the cleaning people left and we all went and laid down in booths until we could go home.
1: But you were planning on driving drunk or what? No, like- no, no. I wasn't <laughs> planning. No,
0: we were just all gonna hang out until we could sober up. Oh. It wasn't a big deal um cuz we didn't open it but until. you
1: didn't start sobering up until after 3 when the cops came
0: well actually i hadn't been drinking I only had one shot in the truck cuz i wanted to go home <laughs> so and i only had one drink at the bar too cuz i was poor and <laughs> <laughs> and i was broke and but uh no and i i actually stayed so long cuz i wanted to be sure that i was totally sober because I actually was going through a really, really bad time in my life and um, somebody was pretty much out to get me for, you know, even breathing wrong. So I made sure that I was, you know, dotted all my I's, crossed all my T's, and my, did my P's and Q's so that I did not get arrested, which, uh, you know, is always a good idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. That's I, That's one of my drunken disorderly stories. But I wasn't wanna... even really drunk, but, well, I guess I was drunk. We were being very, 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 very loud. Because we were all talking about who had slept with who, and I didn't know anything. And we were all, oh, like, in dang. shock about all the people that slept together. And ha- Scott was the one that knew about all of it. I said, how do you know? He goes, I have spies.
1: I have spies. I said,
0: I knew the busboys were spies.
1: You went straight for the, the guys getting paid the least?
0: No, he talked with them the most out back.
1: Oh. Well, that's probably how he can determine what's going on. And, yeah, you could get a lot from that. I can mm-hmm. see that. That's actually, that's kind of shady, but... Because they were
0: young and pretty they Pretty good were, leadership
1: move. They were unaffiliated with anybody coming in. So mm-hmm. they didn't have any alliances.
0: Yeah. And I knew he had the busboys as spies. The reason I said that is because... um. My cousin Morgan actually worked for us as a busboy for a little while. Um, and Morgan, the first day of work, when Morgan was done, I said, how'd it go? He's like, it was pretty good, except for Scott asked me to be a spy. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, like, if I hear anything, like a rumor that's just insane about employees, he goes, he wants us to come tell him. And I was like, that makes sense. Yeah. He was a, he just, he was a no, no <laughs> bullshit he was from New York. He was a Jewish guy from New York. Very, like, Brooklyn. Like, just very no bullshit type of dude. Yeah. Absolutely, positively not. No bullshit.
1: What's he doing now?
0: Um, He sold carabas and I believe he and his wife, li- who is was the most uh, beautiful, adorable little lady, Um, I believe— Is she a little person? No. She's very petite, though. Um, I believe that they live in South, they're retired and live in South Florida.
1: That's cool. Yeah. So it paid off.
0: Rita, her name's Rita. Yeah. Uh, actually, they would, Rena, Rena is her name, not Rita, Rena. But How dare you? Actually, every Thanksgiving, if you didn't have family to go to, because um, we had a lot of employees that didn't have any family or anybody nearby, <clears throat> they would go to the, his house for Thanksgiving and Christmas Day too. He always invited people over. Because he never wanted people to be without somebody.
1: Huh. Yeah, that's uh, that sounds like a good, a good, uh, good boss to have.
0: And after our first Christmas party, he paid for everybody's cabs home because we had four DUIs after our first Christmas party. That's because we had like four different people get pulled home. over because yeah. they were so drunk leaving. He had already left, and he was. They thought he thought that he closed the tab and he didn't ever close the tab at the bar and so people just kept drinking.
1: Well, that's uh their own fault. Yeah, I, I guess. didn't blame
0: him actually. I blamed them like control yourself. That's
1: pretty shitty to do that to your boss.
0: Yeah, he actually fired those people.
1: Yeah, you better. I'm sure yeah. that his insurance required that.
0: Yeah, I don't remember what quite. Well, one of them actually stayed to be honest.
1: That's crazy.
0: She stayed, and I'm glad she stayed because I liked her a lot. She, and she was like barely oh. over the legal limit. Like, they almost, I think hers actually got thrown out because she was also on a medication that caused her blood alcohol level to appear a lot higher than it was. Um, so, I actually think hers got thrown out. That's cool. Yeah. Anyway, so yes, sometimes I would get drunk and disorderly. I've also been drunk and gotten in trouble by a cop on the Virginia Beach Boulevard Strip, where all the clubs are, for chasing a guy with my high heel. Um, he grabbed my butt, and I got pissed, took my shoe off, and tried to stab him with it. I didn't get arrested then. I just got
1: reprimanded.
0: Reprimanded. (laughs) Sit down.
1: Yeah, mansplained. Shut the fuck up. Girls can't do this in public.
0: What is, what is wrong with you? It was a black cop that stopped me, a girl, woman.
1: Yeah. She goes, what
0: the fuck are you doing? I said, he grabbed my ass. I said, I was going to stab him with my heel. She goes, and then you're going to be the one who goes to jail. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, but yeah. I was like, he'll learn not to grab people's asses.
1: <laughs> but you'll be in jail for assault with a deadly weapon.
0: <laughs> yeah. So there were times I was a little drunk and disorderly.
1: I never really, my, the only time I've been drunk, well, there's been very few times I've been drunk in public.
0: Yeah, you don't. Yeah. Like, I like being drunk in public.
1: Well, <laughs> it of doesn't course, Miss Passenger Princess, it you does... <laughs> don't have to drive ever anyway. So it's okay to be drunk if if you don't have to drive. Then I'm not talking about driving. acceptable. I'm
0: just saying you can still be drunk out in public and then drive later if you're not drunk anymore.
1: Yeah, I guess so. That's a big commitment to hanging out in the same place for so long. That's where my anxiety comes from, I think. When yeah. It, when it comes to get, I do remember the first time I was like, "I'm gonna get wasted in public." How old were you?
0: Twenty-eight.
1: Twenty-eight, yeah, <laughs> something. So
0: Twenty-eight,
1: twenty-nine, thirty. <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I was. Um, I was with Rob. Most of my drinking in my life mm-hmm. had been with Rob until I met Kevin Sheffer. <laughs> um, and I never really drank that much, but it just so happened that Rob was usually around. Yeah. Um, and we went to a Dallas Cowboys game. And it was... We didn't even buy seats. We got the like the party passes or whatever. So you can go and hang out on the, the... What's it called? The balcony halfway up. Mezzanine something. Whatever. I don't know what they call it. but You
0: don't have a seat, though?
1: You don't have a seat. Ugh. Yeah, it was, it was pretty awful, actually, because who wants to get drunk and not sit down? Come on, man. We should have thought that through, but we didn't. We parked about a mile and a half away. Yeah. Because we were told to expect that. <laughs> I won't even get into how many empty parking spaces we found much, much, much fucking closer. That we walked by, going, "Yeah, I would have paid five dollars more to go, to be up here." It was like we it, it was it was annoying, but
0: I will pay to park. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, and we would have. We were just told that oh, as close as you're going to get is here. Well, we were really fucking early, so we all knew that we're not going to be able to afford enough drinks at the place to uh, at the at the stadium. To get drunk, so we were like, "Let's just get drunk beforehand, so let's go to like a discount <clears throat> liquor store, and uh everybody gets uh what a bottle or whatever they want, and we go to our parking space and kill as much of it as we think we should, yeah, and um, so that's what we did, but again, it was like a mile and a half away. it was cold um we we were wearing coats and stuff. Yeah. So it was kind of okay. Just, I don't even think any of us bought mixers. We just were like, fuck it, we got this. I think we got chasers. (laughs) And then we carried that drink with us to the stadium and tossed it as we got in. But um, so we're like walking by all these parking spaces we could have been parked in. Uh, Most of us drank about half of the bottle of whatever. Uh And we were getting drunker and drunker as we approached the stadium from far away, so and then we get to the like the like the season ticket holder parking sorry for coughing. that was okay uh we get to the 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 season ticket holder parking where people will tailgate and they'll just pass out shots yeah i yeah, didn't that's... I didn't know that was a thing, mm hmm um so we were already too drunk walking stumbling to the stadium um i don't think yeah it was it was it was awful but um <laughs> we did take a picture that i'll have to find somewhere uh that of the four of us like drunk just <laughs> in front of the stadium that, that another so it fan was you took.
0: jose and robert and who else no i don't think I don't know if Jose was with us. Oh, I thought Jose was. Who was it? You and Robert and who?
1: And uh, William Furtwängler, which is, you know, the story that I tell <laughs> about the guy who's just trying to do like normal things, like like One, run across the, the street.
0: street. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: Ah, yeah, that was him. Um, <laughs> such a good dude, too. Like,
0: yeah, it's, it's most of us that can't do normal things are good people. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, um. He was with us, and I think Prashanth maybe, or Michael Carrasco maybe. I don't remember who. I don't know. I'm high. It's Michael fine. Carrasco.
0: No, I'm just kidding. I don't know who the fuck that is.
1: <laughs> it's a cousin. I would Robert's like, cousin.
0: I would like to say that none of us were arrested in my story about us drinking on the catering truck. Yeah. Um, because the police soon realized it was actually private property. And we weren't making enough noise for them to even cite us with a,
1: with <laughs> with a noise cite, complaint. Yeah, with yeah. a noise
0: complaint or anything. So they were like, just sober up before you go home, guys. They're like, or if any of you need a ride home, we'll take you home. Like, they were two like young cops that looked like they had maybe been out of the academy for two or three months. Like, they seemed like they had no fucking clue what they were doing. And they knew Joel, the guy who was currently in said police academy for that city. I wonder if he became a cop.
1: Would he have been a good one?
0: He would have been a great cop, actually. That's good. Yeah. He tried to kill my ex-husband. Yeah? Who was also a cop. Who is also a cop. Yeah.
1: How did he do that? Um. Or he just oh, no, expressed no, a desire no, to? No,
0: no. He was walking in front of his car one time, Um, leaving. He had dropped Landon off at Carabas. I was done with my shift. And on the weekends we were open all day and I was just a lunch shift on Saturday and he had dropped Landon off and he was, he was coming into the parking lot and Dylan was crossing the parking lot and he revved it. Like floored his gas and Dylan was able to get out of the way, but he literally almost ran him over.
1: Dang. Did Dylan know that that was on purpose?
0: um, Dylan's like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, sorry, my foot got stuck. Dang, he hated him. He because he knew what he had done to me. And, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, They because everybody at work knew because uh, of the protective order, they knew not to let him in the restaurant. He and he used to work there, he worked there for like two months.
1: But he was why was he even in the parking lot?
0: Because he was t- dropping Landon off. Oh, so he was walking across the parking lot, and Joel tried to run him over.
1: Joel's almost
0: yeah his way of flirting with the new girls was taking the pins out of their pocket because we had to wear like white button-down oxford shirts with a pocket he would take the pins out of their pocket and throw them on the floor so they'd have to bend over he's like that's just how i flirt and we were like joel you can't flirt like that that's disgusting
1: yeah that's not flirting
0: (laughs) so we were like joel that's not flirting
1: (laughs) that's sexual harassment and bullying
0: (laughs) it is
1: that's pretty awful
0: he only did it to me once because I pinched his nipple.
1: <laughs> Before or after?
0: After. was <laughs> gave him a titty twister.
1: You gave him a titty twister after you picked up your pen? Yeah. Oh.
0: When I realized what he was doing. Because I turned around and he was watching me bend over.
1: So sexual assault Se- with another sexual assault. Bam. Bam.
0: That is restaurant life. Dude, it's restaurant. Not my life. I, haven't, I mean, I haven't worked in a restaurant in... Fucking forever. So I don't know
1: if everybody suddenly if people are better now. Morals.
0: But they didn't used to. Like I learned new cuss words working in restaurants. I I've been felt up by more I've had more gay guy hands on my tits working in restaurants from other coworkers than I think I've had straight guys put their hands on my boobs. They would just walk up and grab them. It was so weird.
1: Yeah, that's weird.
0: It, restaurants have very—I don't know—they were just people are wild, like it's like just...
1: lesbians don't go around grabbing dicks. No, so why? Why do gay dudes get the pass? <laughs> that's weird.
0: That's what one of the guys we worked with. He goes, he goes. <laughs> some guy grabbed my boobs one time, and um, and this other guy goes, oh, man. Sometimes I really wish I was gay. <laughs>
1: Well, then you wouldn't be wishing for that, but that's what that's you could thing always he guys pretend.
0: Him. He's like, I don't... No, he would have never... He had a daughter with autism, and he was very, very respectful of women. He would never have done
1: that. That's good. And he's
0: a sweet dude. No, but anyway, so restaurant life is insanity, but I wonder if it's still like that.
1: I definitely feel like I could have grabbed a lot more titties and gotten away with it than I ever did. Like...
0: Without permission, you yeah, mean? No. yeah,
1: no. I know that it's wrong, but it, it seems like it's almost expected, and it's weird. But I didn't go around grabbing titties because that's weird. Yeah, I don't know, man.
0: It is weird, just to go around and grab a tit.
1: Although I, I do grab <laughs> your tit a lot.
0: You do grab your boobs a lot, just randomly. You also fist bump them. Fist bumps. Boop boop
1: boop. Fist bumping <laughs> boobies. It's like if it's like a hobby of mine. I should put it on my resume.
0: Do have you done that with all your partners? Nope. Just me. Just you. <laughs> that's I feel very special. <laughs> See,
1: <coughs> I think it's your acceptance of your boobies that attracts the attention to your boobies. Like maybe that's like cuz I I've never met another woman who's told me that that many gay dudes have grabbed their tits. So I do wonder if your enthusiasm for your own breasts might um, might be a little more supportive of the average woman. Maybe uh, to get getting them grabbed.
0: <clears throat> Maybe one of them, James. He, I, I love James. He now far, lives in Tennessee and has a little farm. Um, he, uh, <laughs> he used to call me Tits McGee all the time. Because I would turn around, and if I was too close to another person, I'd hit, like, stuff on their tray and stuff. It happened, or run into them. It happened numerous times.
1: That your tits got in the way?
0: Yeah, my boobs would hit the wine glasses on, like, drink trays. I had to learn how to not do that. Huh. Yeah, it wasn't just me. There was two other girls that also did the same thing, so.
1: You know, it's an interesting thought.
0: What?